morning and Merry Christmas. This is uh, Driving Theology. <clears throat> uh, we'll call it the Christmas version. It's a couple days after Christmas, yeah, December 28th, 2016. And I am on my way to pick up my good friend Pat. So this is going to be another team cast. He doesn't even know it. I haven't mentioned it to him yet. Uh, but we're just going to surprise him and just see what happens. So uh, it should be fun. Uh, I have something that I think I would like to talk about today. Uh, and so I thought it would be a great time for us to just have a conversation on that as we uh, go do some stuff. We're on our way to do a little, um, little shopping, actually. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about more about that when Pat gets with us. Uh, with the, the topic I'd like to talk about today that I've been exploring uh, <clears throat> through a book I've been reading and actually commented on Facebook about today is the difference between guilt and conviction. Uh, and that is rela in relationship to, I suppose, altering our behavior and the difference between feeling guilty about our behavior and feeling convicted to change our behavior. Uh, and to me, at least the way I'm thinking right now, that seems to be a significant difference. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm hoping to explore with Pat. I should be at his house in about two minutes. Uh, helping to explore with Pat the, uh, the difference in, in whether, uh, maybe we'll find out if I'm just being, uh, using semantics or uh, if this is a real deal. Because I, I don't think I've ever thought about it before. Uh, because, you know, when, when you're reminded of, of your behavior that doesn't align itself with Jesus, uh, it seems to me that, that my default feeling is guilt. I feel guilty <clears throat> that I'm unable to change my behavior the way I think I should. And so I have feelings of guilt. Uh, and that, the, the feelings of guilt to me seem to come from accusation. But, on the other hand, if, if, if I just feel confident in the forgiveness of Christ and what His blood did on the cross, solving the problems of sin and death once and for all, then I know that my behavior is not, not a matter of guilt, but just a matter of, of um, aligning myself more with Jesus, but not being accused of, of sin, because sin I've been forgiven for. Um, I know it doesn't make a lot of sense, so that's why I'm hoping to talk this out with Pat. So I'm just coming around the corner to his house now. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll surprise him. And, uh, maybe I'll even let him talk for a minute before I let him know that we are recording. So I'm just going to be quiet for just a second. Maybe say hello to his dogs. Hey, girls. Hey. Hey. Mia, you're already bigger than Lulu. How did you get bigger than Lulu? That's not fair. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Welcome, say hi. 
is a jealous little dog. I mean, not Lulu. What's that? Mia's jealous. Yes. I gave Lulu some love. She's, she's nipped at my hand. How you doing? Ouch! Fine. Sorry, small car. No, I just did hey, something. Hey, we're, we're live. Oh, really? Not live, but we're recording. Oh, great. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been something. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't uh, say anything you shouldn't be proud of. So. Not yet. So, yeah, we're on Driving Theology. Here's my friend, Pat. Is this the first stop? On driving theology? This is the first stop, yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, the first time you've stopped during recording. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe the first drive-by. <laughs> drive-by theology. That doesn't sound right, does it? Uh, so we're talking today about... What are we talking about? I thought we could do a couple things. We could review He Loves Me, since I just finished it. Okay. Maybe talk about the shack a little bit. But, I don't know if you saw my Facebook post this morning. No, I don't think I did. I kind of had a little bit of an epiphany about the difference between feeling guilty uh -huh. for sin yeah. and being convicted to change what I do. Mm. That difference struck me this morning as I was reading the last chapter of He Loves Me and how... The default is usually guilt, right? Oh, you know, you get mad at yourself for yeah. for not being able to to uh, act the way you think you should, or that yeah. Jesus wants you to. Uh, and the difference between that and wow, I should probably Conviction. change that because that's just a good thing to do. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One is empowered, and the yeah. other is... Uh, self-pity, almost. Yeah. Or self-loathing. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. One is empowered, I think. Loathing. And I think, I think, this is, this is where I'm working this out. This is why I wanted to work this out with you. I think that the conviction comes from the Holy Spirit, but the guilt comes from Satan. Hmm. Because he's the accuser. Right, so if we feel guilty about something, that's not the Holy Spirit talking to us. Yeah, that wouldn't be right. No, because He's forgiven us of everything. Exactly. Yeah, but that's got to be something from somewhere the, darker. In my experience, the guilt actually um, turns into more sin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you feel powerless to fight it. Exactly. You feel yeah. weak. Yeah. says that the Holy Spirit convicts, right? Yeah. He convicts us of sin. Mm. But to me, we're not meant to feel guilty. That seems to fly in the face of 
everything Jesus has done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but there does seem to be struggle. There is struggle. Mm-hmm. Even if it is a conviction to to change something, there's struggle that has that takes place. I think. Yeah. But if they, but if it's through guilt, I think that struggle leads back to the same place. Always failure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. So you're feeling it too, huh? You think that that makes sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I've experienced that. <laughs> and then, as I was thinking of that, I was thinking of the scripture. Now I can't remember <clears throat> what scripture I was thinking, so I, I didn't find it. But I did find it one that was just as good, I think, in Ephesians chapter 2, the first 10 verses, which are amazing, talking about how, you know, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, and yeah. and uh, that whole discourse that he goes into there is right online, I think, with what we're talking about. Um, all right, let's talk about... Uh, one more thing, um, you oh, know, Paul, you know, said to take every thought captive. I think that's kind of the mindset of conviction where you're empowered to take things captive rather than allow them to take you captive. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So he loves me. But see, what about if you feel <clears throat> guilty for not taking things captive? <laughs> oh man, I did it again. I didn't take that thought captive. Come on. Yeah, well that's where you that's that's I think an important part cuz if you can rest, if you don't feel guilty, if you are like, "Ah, oh, man, I did it again. I I didn't take that thought captive." And you just rest in knowing that you are forgiven and that Jesus loves you even mm. in that he knew you were going to make that same mistake mm -hmm. again he knew it you just said you. the word rest and it reminded me of a thought I don't maybe you can tell me how this ties in so Jesus said uh, <laughs> take my yoke upon you and learn of me right Yeah. for my burden my yoke is easy and my burden is light, right? And I never thought about it before, but he said, my burden, right? We carry our own burdens. We don't carry the burden of Christ, usually, right? We, we carry our own burdens, uh -huh. and our burdens are heavy. Yeah. We're heavy laden because we're trying to carry our own burden. But if we carry the burden of Christ, he says that burden is light, that we can handle that burden. Yeah. We can't handle our own. I think yeah. that's what that says. What's that mean, though? The burden of Christ. That's, I don't know. That sounds but he heavy. Said, <laughs> it sounds heavy, but he says it's not. He says it's light. He says, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Yeah. So come to me, all ye who are heavy burdened or heavy laden or carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Yeah. And he says, take my yoke and learn from me because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's one of the most beautiful verses in the Bible, right? It is. Just gorgeous. Anyway, yeah. I think when we are, I think it's when we're at our lows, 
at the lowest parts when we are struggling and failing mm -hmm. it, it's when it's at that those times when we can feel the most grace and the most um, love from Jesus actually Isn't yeah that, I mean that's when you know his love is just overwhelming and just all-consuming which is a perfect segue to He Loves Me by Wayne <coughs> Jacobson. Yeah. Oh, where are we going, by the way? So you just finished. <clears throat> I guess we're going over to the wood area. I guess so, but you know what? I can go to Joyful Honda. I don't know if you can. I probably can. Yeah. Can you? You have time? Yeah. Can we yeah. do them both? You sure? Yeah, I think so. Because none of my daughters want to go see Star Wars. Sweet. <laughs> so. I'm, well, I'm, do we want to go to Joyful Honda and get the think meat? Honda first, and since we're going to do it, we may do them all right there. Okay. Right. That'd be better. Yeah, probably. All right. And I brought enough money, so should be all right. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so He Loves Me by Wayne Jacobson. Go ahead. You, you've read the book twice. I've read you, it twice. You introduced me to the book. Yeah. And to the author. Uh-huh. pretty sure. How did yeah. you come across... Him. I was listening to the Nomad podcast, and he was on there. And you told me about that, yeah. and that I listened to the same podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna listen to that again, actually. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, Man, is that about a year ago? It had to have been, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it was about a year. Yeah, they've introduced me to a lot of interesting people, but Wayne Jacobson is definitely the guy that I feel. Just reading and listening to him, uh, I can I feel really connected to the guy. He just has a real likable personality, I guess. And he seems to be at peace. He seems to have a genuine peace about him. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So today you finished the book? Yes, yes. And maybe a little hurry, hurriedly, because I want to get into the shack again. Yeah. Get back to the shack. Back Your family shack. is reading the shack. Right? Everybody's already started. Uh, except my yeah, except Erica, my my the middle daughter. Uh, but her copy's not arrived yet, which is why oh, she I has see. to start it. I see. Um, but yeah, my uh, other my youngest daughter and and my wife are both reading it. I've got books ordered for my other two daughters, and they should be arriving. Have they, have they said anything about the shack yet? Uh, no. Scary? Or? No, they haven't really gotten very deeply into it yet. Oh, okay. In fact, I think they've only each read the preface. Okay. Well, the beginning <laughs> is the scariest part. You yeah. Know I mean? it's yeah. Like, wow. Well, that's why I kind of wanted to get into it because I know that that'll draw them in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what about this book, He Loves Me? What... <clears throat> Why would you recommend it to other people? What does it have to offer that people need? Well, it's been a while <laughs> since I read it, and my mind doesn't hold on to information all that much. But my, it'll, it'll come back to you. Oh. General, yeah, I mean, just thinking back at the book, um, he. I don't know. Remind me. Remind me. All right. So, the the where does the title come from? Let's start there. Maybe that'll okay. Well, open up some. Yeah. I mean, so many people, myself included, um, 
have this, even if it's just in the back of your mind, we have this fallback that um, when we're doing good, God loves us, and when we make mistakes, that God is um, angry at us or, you know, doesn't Displeased. Love us. Displeased yeah. with us. Yeah. Even disappointed, maybe. Yeah. And so what he says is that that's, that's anthropomorphizing God, right? That we're, we're giving, we're ascribing to God reactionary emotions that we would have in those situations. Yeah, to natural God. human human reactions. Right, right. Um, but instead, he says what? That God, God's love doesn't change. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. go up and down. Yeah. Uh, and as a matter of fact he delights in everything we do mm-hmm. right? he delights in us as his children yeah see I've I've been reading the shack <laughs> and so I'm getting things from there coming into my mind but yeah yeah um, well how are the maybe people don't know how are the projects related well they're both um, I guess Wayne Jacobson is he wrote He Loves Me and then he is connected to the shack in that he was an advisor for the author I think mm-hmm. and I think he helped right. kind of straighten the book up actually if you read the shack it sounds a lot like Wayne Jacobson mm-hmm. but I, I understand I mean probably he was good friends with the author so um, they probably had similar ideas uh, and the shack, the movie's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I guess. Well, March in the states. Who knows when it'll come out here in Japan? You think it'll come to Japan? I hope so. I hope so. It's yeah. a pretty big release. You know, it's got some big people in it. So we'll see. Okay. Let's see, hope so. Yeah, but um, one thing that I took from the shack is it's interesting. You know, God is all knowing. He knows, well, we can debate what that actually means, but he knows when, he knows that we're going to make a mistake before we make that mistake. Yeah. So for him to be disappointed, that would, it's impossible because he already knew it. Right. Right. A disappointment means that your your expectations have been let down. Yeah. Right? So, but his expectations were totally fulfilled in Jesus. So, um, he knows what's going to happen. He knows I wonder if we could come mistakes. up with an analogy, like where something that we know the end of, uh, we we know what the end is going to be, and then we look at the things in the middle in the process that seem like it might change the end but we're so sure of the end that we know it doesn't matter yeah I don't, I don't know. know what that'd be like I don't know why but I'm thinking about making cookies but I'm sure that's not right <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure but yeah like you know that no matter what happens it's not going to change the outcome maybe maybe watching a movie you've seen before yeah you know you know it's going to be a happy ending that's what I was thinking actually yeah there are things that that happen in the process and but you know I don't know I for me I still get surprised even though I've seen a movie a hundred times I still have a twinge of 
you know, excitement or or disappointment or sadness when other people are sad. Yeah. You know? I wonder if God has that. I guess He does, probably in a sense. Yeah, I think I think that's empathy, right? Yeah. So or sympathy. Which one is it? Sympathy and empathy. I always get those confused. Well, anyway, it's feeling of some sense. We're all about feeling. <laughs> no, I mean feeling towards <laughs> that person. Empathy is when you can put yourself in the place. Right, in, in their in their shoes, so to speak. Yeah. Um, uh, which, that's that's what Jesus did, right? So yeah. him coming, uh, incarnating in the body of a man. Uh, he was being empathetic with us. Yeah. I guess in a sense. Um, all right. So, yeah. Yeah. God doesn't react. So, what about what about the wrath of God? What about what about anger? That's why you should re- that verse that I read this morning in Ephesians. Yeah. That I just said. Yeah. You want pull pull it up real quick. That has in it, I believe, the 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 hint that what happens with the wrath of God is a natural process. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Because that I was surprised to see this point. That was something to me that I mean, it didn't just come from Wayne Jacobson. That comes from Brad Jerzak as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. But man, it's something that so that surprised me. Yeah. And and opened my eyes to. It's a game changer. It really is, and a lot of people. Still, of course. Ephesians uh, 2. Ephesians 2. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people are still, and I understand there's a debate there about the wrath of God. Yeah. Who is it toward? Is it toward sin or is it toward... And what what is the nature of God's wrath? Is it like we would be wrathful or is it a completely different kind of wrath? Ephesians 1, what? Uh, Ephesians 2, um, verses 1 through 10. Somewhere in the middle of that, you'll you'll see it. It has the wrath of God and natural consequences right there. Plain as day when you have that on your mind. Right there. You see it. Okay. You see it? Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But by people. nature. Hmm. Right? We were by nature deserving of wrath. Okay. Right? Like like people, like like the Gentiles or like non-believers, however you want to look at that. Just like them, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Yeah. But we were deserving of wrath. But it was a natural consequence. Okay. By okay. nature, right? Okay. I see what you're saying. Maybe there's yeah. other ways to read it, but when I saw that, it was like, you know, bell went off. Oh, that's, you know, that that speaks to that idea. So the the concept is that. <clears throat> all right. Here, here's gonna, I'm going to tell you my my take on the concept. Okay. Because I, I, I can't quote anybody. But to me, this is what it is. So sin entered the world. Sin entered the world. And in allowing, in mankind, allowing sin into the world, because they chose their own desires over the will of God, 
They chose to go their own way instead of follow God. In doing that, uh, a curse, if you want to call it that, took over the world. And part of that bag of tricks, I don't even know what to call it, part of what we got in that exchange uh, were consequences, right? God stepped back a little bit, allowed man to pretty much do whatever he wanted. And the consequences of that have affected all kinds of things, not, not just our relationship with God, but the relationship of nature with man and, and animals with animals and animals with man and, and the relationship with God and the creation. Everything got a little bit skewed. Okay. And so that the, the, what, what the Bible, what writers in the Old Testament especially call the wrath of God is really the consequences of us us pushing God away from His creation. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's not so much anger and certainly not reactionary knee-jerk anger that yeah. a lot of times we think we provoke in God. It's just a natural law that is... Uh, that happens because of sin yeah and it's, we it's the it's but the god bed, set that up it's the bed we have to sleep in i'm guessing god set that up right what's that saying the bed you made your bed now you bed your, you, you made your bed now sleep in it that's the yeah. bed we have to now sleep in yeah right uh where does that come from anyway you made your bed now sleep in it i don't know <laughs> i'd like to know because it's negative that sounds really nice if you think about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the world we chose when we chose to go by our own wisdom. Is that how is that connected to free will? Because I know there. That's absolutely connected to free will. Yeah, right? I know. I'm just. Yeah. That that is, that's the that's what Brad Jerzak talks about, the consenting God, mm. the God that consents to whatever we want. He yeah. says, "Okay, you, you do that." Because he knows that eventually those roads are going to lead nowhere and we're going to, we're going to need God to save us. Yeah. And, and that's where love, true love happens. That's, that's the only way yeah. we can find love in God. Yeah. Yeah. We have to fail. Yeah. We have to fail. Uh, and instead of God punishing us for failure, he uses that failure to draw us back to him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. It is. It is. Yeah. What else did you learn in He Loves Me? I know there there were some chapters near the end that were not exactly connected or not specifically connected to, you know, uh, Jesus' love. But well, I can't remember what they were. There are some things that, I, after reading Brad Jerzak's book, yeah. which is called "A More Christlike God," yeah, um, there was a few things that, a few red lights that went on when I was reading Wayne Jacobson and how he talked about wrath, but he actually wrapped it up, wrapped it up very nicely in the end, and okay. pretty much came to the same conclusion even though it seemed like he may have been going down a different road. 
Um, because his his belief that the d- default setting of God is love, and that's it. God isn't anything but love. Now, a lot of people that believe that God is a wrathful God who who does get angry and punishes sin. Uh, dude, I forgot where it's going on that. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> they. I totally forgot where I was going on that. <laughs> Alright, just go back. It'll come to me. People who believe that God punishes sin, punishes sinners. Yeah. People who believe. I don't remember where I was going. So okay. Anyway, just go down that. another road and we'll figure it out. <laughs> Of going down a road, we're going to be at our destination in about five minutes, so we'll cut this short. Um, but yeah, Wayne Jacobson's idea is that the default setting of God is love, and that God isn't anything but love. Anything that God does is inside of His love. Uh, and yeah, people that here, here it is people that believe in a wrathful God think that God is love, but He's also other stuff. And, and I think that kind of splits God up um, and gives him multiple personality disorder, uh, in a sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think... Yeah, I, I just don't believe in an angry God anymore. Um, at least in my head, and I hope I can work that out in my life. Um, but if you believe in a God that always delights in you, who isn't offended by you, loves you despite of everything you do or will done uh, will do or have done and it's not just you it's everybody around you everybody the that saved, changes the not saved everybody. yeah that changes the way you look yeah. at people around you one great thing that he talked about was this idea of the 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 bird in the in the burning forest protecting his chicks uh, yeah, this was yeah. one of the best illustrations I had uh, or that I remembered from his book and that that is that there was this uh, lump that a fireman who was walking through the forest uh, after the forest had burned, he kicked this lump of, of charred matter, and it turned out to be a dead mother bird who had protected her chicks uh, from the flames and died in the process, but the chicks were still alive underneath. And his concept was the wrath, the, the wrath. God was also trying to protect us from. God is trying to protect us from those natural consequences of sin that we call and we blame him for, but actually we're at fault for. Yeah. Right? We're at fault for the natural consequences of sin, not God. So God's protecting us from wrath, and we have to go to him to get that protection. Right? But we just have to go to him. He'll do the rest. And, and He'll die, he'll die protecting us, and that's what Jesus did on the cross. Yeah. Jesus died protecting us from that wrath, and it's not God's wrath, even though it's ascribed to him sometimes. Uh, it's actually the natural consequences of well, our sin. In the a sense, it, it's, it's, a, it's a wrath that is <clears throat> it's connected to God because God is a perfect God. God is perfect, and it is connected to God. It's, it's natural. It's not a an anger issue with God. It's a it's something that we can't change the God who created the universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, get a copy if he loves me. I recommend it. And apparently it's supposed to be a great follow-up book to The Shack. Um, I've read The Shack, but it's been a while. And I've just finished this book, but I want to go back and read The Shack. And I'll start today, I guess. I think it's a good way to go. Yeah. All well, right. Mike, thanks for uh, surprising me with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I could probably get you to agree to do it. You're already doing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to sign off. Take care. Say bye, Pat. Bye. Pat. <laughs>